Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are going to go over the episode Lies and Goodbyes, which sounds like the perfect AIM away message if you ask me. And honestly, at first I didn't think this episode was that important, and then like seven pages of notes in, I was like, oh wow, this actually has a lot going on, which I kind of forgot about. I forgot that it is the episode where Casey spreads a little nasty rumor about Alex. And I'll talk about that a little bit more as we get into that. But when Kristen's doing her voiceover, you know, what happened last episode, what we're going to see this episode, there's a scene where Steven crosses the street and it actually reminded me of something that I don't know if I've ever talked about. But back when I went to Laguna, I learned that a lot of people get hit by cars. I know that's a weird way to start this off, but someone was like, make sure you always use crosswalks because people get hit by cars here. So I want you guys to know if you're in Laguna, Make sure you use those crosswalks or else you'll probably get hit by a car. So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there before I get into the episode. A little PSA, a little way for you to stay safe when you're in Laguna. Always use the crosswalk. Don't get hit by a car because if you do, I'll miss you. And I don't want to miss you, okay? Okay, so the episode starts with Alex H. and Kristen having a little chat session about her going to San Francisco. And Alex says that Steven needs to find someone he likes to move on. Kristen agrees, you know. Kristen adds that she also needs to deal with Talon. Then, to make things more awkward, Alex lets Kristen know that Talon said he loves Kristen. I'm sure it's the L-U-V love, like he said to Taylor, but still, that's like a big thing to say. She mentions that they were at a party, and she looked over at Talon, and she said, you heart Kristen, and then he responded saying, I love her. I love her. Like, way just to keep Kristen feeling bad, but I don't think Kristen feels bad about it. I think Kristen knows what she wants, and I think Kristen wants to hook up with Talon, and that's that. I don't think she wants to, like, be in a relationship with him, which she makes very clear. So then Alex says, you seem to always have the upper hand. And quickly, Kristen's like, that's because I'm a bitch, which is funny. Okay, own up to it. And she's talked about that before, how she always played the bitch role and all this stuff, which makes me wonder if that's what she was trying to get back into this last season of Very Cavallari. Still don't know how that got picked up for season three, but of course I'm going to watch it. Um, I don't really have any news about Very Cavallari. I know I'm talking about Laguna right now, but I don't have a ton of very Cavallari news. All I know is that Reagan moved to Atlanta. Matt hasn't been asked to be on it. And Shannon obviously won't be on it again. So I guess just Colby and Brittany. And then they're probably going to hire another model from Block Agency. Because God forbid they have any normal looking people. And by normal, I mean like not super beautiful. Like someone like me. Hey, Kristen, hire me. Okay, back to Laguna. So like I said, during the recap, we found out that Casey spread a rumor about Alex and we have a little beach scene between Cedric Taylor and Alex. And a lot of people ask me what the rumor was. I did ask Alex quickly during, I think, our first live. And she said it was a body odor. She was like, oh, I don't know. It was something about body odor or something like that. She clearly didn't want to talk about it. I obviously wasn't going to press about it. If you think it's something else, you can go ahead and think that. I'm not going to confirm or deny that because like I said, all Alex said was, you know, it's body odor. It was just a quick little scene that ends with Alex saying she'll never be friends with Casey again. Cedric kind of like stirs the pot as he does, saying that Casey told Jason this little rumor too, which seemed to really bother Alex. But like I said, that scene was really quick and it's setting us up for a beach scene later. 
And I actually have a voice clip from it. So hopefully it sounds better than the last time I tried to put a voice clip in it. If it doesn't, I'm still going to keep it in because the fight between Casey and Alex, I started writing down like all the crazy shit they were saying. Not just crazy shit, like good lines they were saying because Alex has some good lines. And it's making me realize that like Jessica and Alex were more stars of season two of Laguna than Kristen was. Boom. There, I said it. All right, we're back to Kristen's house and she's packed from San Francisco. She doesn't want Steven to get the wrong idea, though. She keeps telling Alex that she doesn't want Steven to think they're getting back together. They're still just friends, even if Steven wants more. So Alex, with a smirk, she asks Kristen if she's staying in Steven's dorm. Because Alex H. is hysterical and we are all thinking it anyway. And Kristen, she's like, I'm sure he wants me to. But no, she has a hotel. So Stephen calls her and says he's excited to see her while she's packing and tells her to bring some sweatshirts. Well, first he's like, no, it's really warm up here. It's really nice. Actually, bring some sweatshirts. It gets cold sometimes. Okay, that's such a guy thing to say. I feel like I feel like that is such a guy thing to say. What should I bring to, you know, what should I pack? I don't know. Maybe like some shorts, but also jeans and a sweatshirt. Okay, thank you for that. (laughs) But he said it gets cold at night, so that's why she should pack a sweatshirt. So during this scene, we also find out that Talon is making Kristen dinner. And she isn't going to tell him about San Francisco. She makes that clear. She's like, nope, not telling him about San Francisco, not talking about Steven, just going to eat a nice meal prepared by Talon. The next scene brings us to Coffee Clatch. There's a lot of like jumping around in this episode. There's a lot of scene jumping. So just a heads up with that. Like I'm going to be jumping back and forth a lot. Okay, so Coffee Clatch with Casey and Elsie. We find out that Elsie got an internship at a place called Three Dots, which comes into play, I think, two more times because she goes up to see Steven in San Francisco with Three Dots. And then I think that they donate to Fight the Slide 2005. But she says, you know, it's everything she ever wanted. It's perfect. It's what she wants to get into, which is fashion, because we all know she becomes the queen of Kohl's eventually. And then, of course, with Little Market as well. So Elsie asks Casey, she goes, tell me about high school, because she's all mature now. Like, once you're out of high school for a year, you think you are the shit. And that's something I did something we all did but I had like one of my a few of my best friends were seniors when I was out of high school I'm like so what's going on in high school (laughs) when I was going to like community college so I still knew everything I didn't go away to school like I still knew everything that was happening in high school but I thought I was so cool because I was out of high school you know that feeling anyway so she's like tell me about high school and Casey says she just repeated something she shouldn't have and Elsie goes it's high school Like, okay, Elsie, we get it. You're not in high school anymore. But guess what? You are going to have to deal with so much worse drama in your life to make that MTV money. So get prepared. All right, girl. Basically, they both agree that you don't want to be on Alex M's bad side, which is what I said in Cabo, which is what everyone knows. Like, you don't fuck with Alex M. She will fuck you up. She's a brunette. She's not not blonde like the rest of these girls. She's a dirty ass brunette like me. No, that's like when people when they're like, did Laguna make women feel bad about themselves or young girls, I guess, feel bad about their bodies? I was like, no, they made them feel bad about their hair color more than their bodies because they all looked fine. But I'll tell you what, I wanted to be blonde so bad and I went blonde and it wasn't great for me. 
my hair was snapping off. I keep like running on tangents and I'm sorry. This is just what I'm doing. And (laughs) I'm actually I'm loving the podcast again. It took me a while, but I'm back into podcast mode. I'm back into this and I love it so much. And thank you guys all for your awesome messages. All right. Back to Laguna yet again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Kristen is doing her makeup at Alex's house and they keep talking about talent cooking. Kristen's like, what if he goes all out? And then perfectly edited we go to a quick scene of talon well going all out (laughs) he's making some kind of like shrimp cocktail he's making salad he's grilling chicken basically being a better cook at 18 than i am at 28 which is really sad it bums me out but hey we're all doing what we can right so alex wishes her luck and she tells her you know you should tell him about san francisco and she's like no So Kristen shows up at Talon's and I think about Talon's outfit probably at least once a week. The outfit he's wearing in this scene. It's like a half zip up green wool sweater with the gray horizontal stripe. And it makes me itch just by looking at it. Like it looks so uncomfortable. And also, I I don't know. It just it looks so bad. (laughs) It is such a bad looking sweater turtleneck thing. But I will say that his hair is perfectly gelled and it's spiked along with some diamond earrings. Honestly, my dream look. The more gel, the better. Like still to this day, I'll be like, oh, I love a guy who gels his hair. And everyone's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) It's not 1999. I'm like, it is. It is in my brain. So they're sitting at dinner and Talon keeps telling her she seems like she's not there. Like she seems like she has something on her mind. And then there's this beautiful little voiceover of him going, are you thinking about Steven? And she goes, what? No. And he goes, you're so, you know, he makes that noise. And he goes, she's like, I'm so dumb with Steven. So then they just keep eating their food and they move on. Next morning, Alex continues to be the best friend on the planet and picks her up for the airport. She gets dropped off by a best friend and picked up by a Steven saying, yeah, buddy. Not even picked up. She takes a cab to San Francisco State University and he's there with like a red solo cup and his roommate. She pulls up. He's like, yeah, buddy, which is before Polly D. I know he kind of like made it famous, but I remember Steven saying that. He says it like four times in this episode alone. That's like just another little side comment is when Polly D was like lesbianist you know something like that on Jersey Shore and I'm like Drake said that in a song way before you did but you got the credit for it so Polly D I don't know ma'am so these two walk around and his arms around her a seagull tries to steal Kristen's food it's a very funny scene she's like what the fuck and shoes him away like swats her hand and then they just keep walking around and then we get the call Casey's call to Alex she was Hey, y'all, it's Casey. I know. (laughs) Like, that's her response. Yeah, I know. I know who you are. And Casey basically says she's going to the beach to chat. As she's walking down the steps, Alex looks at Morgan and Taylor and she goes, Casey has some balls to walk down here. And like I said, I was writing down this fight and I was going to try and do my Casey voice and my Alex M voice that I don't even really have. I think Alex M's voice is just my own voice, but I recorded it and hopefully the sound's okay because this is brilliant. Like, Alex M is such a bad bitch, and I love her so much for it. So, hold on. Al, I want you to know, I know you don't think I, like, I heard that from somebody, but I did. But it's not even a big deal. Al, That's like, a pretty big thing People have done a lot of things to me in my life, and I have totally forgiven him. Why would you tell Jason Cedric that? Because that was the stupidest thing I could have ever okay, done. why? I'm completely admitting what I did was really shady. It was messed up. I regret it. It was horrible. It was immature. I was just repeating what I've heard. I shouldn't even I've heard a lot of stuff about you, but really, I never repeated it to anyone. Oh, okay. 
when we were friends, Casey. Alex, I said one bad thing about you. It wasn't just a bad People thing. Say so it's many bad things. It's not like you call me a bitch, Casey. Forgive, you know? Don't forget, but forgive. What do you think I'm supposed to do? Be like, hey, hi, I'm like fake and I like you when really I don't like you at all. Then you must be a really evil person because I, you... I do not call me an evil person. An evil person does exactly what you did to someone. What? What kind of friend are why, you why, to why go are you off such, and... Why can't you just be a big person and get over it? Why? I'm over it, but I just don't want to be your friend. I don't so, really understand that. Alright, well, we're done. I mean, honestly, like... The way Alex handles that, and basically handles herself all the time. I know she gets a lot of flack for how she acted in Cabo, but I think she did great. And then that little, like, fight is so good. A lot of people forget about it, but I mean, just be a bigger person and forgive. Like, shut up, Casey. You told everyone she has something. So we're back to San Francisco to watch fireworks with Steven and Kristen. And I think there was a U2 concert or something. I think that's what the fireworks are from, because he says they're from a concert. Pretty sure it's U2. Probably wrong, but I'm going to be... You know what? I'm actually going confident with you two or Rolling Stone stones, Rolling Stones. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just did that. That's embarrassing for someone who says she loves pop culture. Kristen and Steven are all cuddled up on the back of his truck and he keeps like leaning in and she keeps leaning away. There's like a weird little moment where Steven like starts making noises like sorry for those noises. I'm sorry if you're listening in headphones. I'm sure that wasn't pleasant. And I'm sorry if you're listening in your car. Again, I'm sure it wasn't pleasant. But he makes all these weird noises and keeps like bumping her like, like, what are you doing? Is that supposed to turn her on? I don't think so, Steven. But she starts yawning to like, let him know she's tired. He keeps saying like, I wanted to do this with you. And she's like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I'm tired. Can you bring me back to the hotel? And Steven's obviously salty about bringing her to the hotel instead of to his dorm. And when he pulls up, she gets out and he's like, will you take my trash? She's like, what? She, he's like, take my trash and throws his trash at her. So she has to throw it away outside the hotel. And then the next day is the Stephen and Kristen goodbye. And they're both sitting on a bench looking out over, I'm guessing the San Francisco Bay. It could be any bay, but I'm guessing San Francisco Bay. And Stephen keeps saying like, it's weird being your friend. I'm so attracted to you. So when I see you, I want to be like a boyfriend to you. And he goes, you know, and Kristen's like, yeah. With a little eye roll. Like, she's not into it. And poor Steven. There's an interview with Liz Gately. And she says that Steven was, like, really an emotional and sensitive guy. So it was really hard for him to film and, like, put his life out there. I don't know. I don't know where she said that. I don't know. Probably, like, teen people. Probably from that fucking blog I've been reading from 2006 that I need to get off of. Because <laughs> I don't know how, like, accurate any of that is. But Steven says he misses having a girlfriend. And Kristen's, like, quickly. She's like, I need to be single. I don't want to have a boyfriend. Goodbye. And we think that's their goodbye. But we're back in Laguna. And Jessica and Alex are having a beach day. And as, I don't know why I love this part. As Jessica's coming out of the water, Alex goes, how's the Wawa? She goes, cold, seaweedy. I don't know. That's, like, a little part that I just love very bizarre there are moments of this show that I'm like yeah I really love it and everyone's like I don't even remember that happening like that's what happens when you watch Laguna a trillion times <laughs> but Talon shows up to the girls beach day and the girls tell Talon that Kristen is with Steven in San Francisco and they're getting closure and he's like this is like the 15th closure next week and closure and closure and quickly Alex goes she doesn't want a boyfriend remember <laughs> Alex H you funny bitch yeah, she says that quickly, and then and then Talon responds going, that's why I'm saying she hooked up with him. And Alex goes, God, Talon, you know she's our best friend. Talon might have a point, right? But no, 
I'm guessing they didn't hook up. I'm going to say she stayed in her hotel room the whole time and did not enjoy her time with Steven. She doesn't say that, but I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. So we thought that Steven and Kristen already said goodbye, but no. We go back to Steven and Kristen, and Steven brings Kristen to the hotel, and it's just an awkward and weird goodbye. Like, he hugs her once, a one-armed hug, and then he brings her in for a second, like, a full hug, and he goes down to kiss her, and you can tell she pulls away, and he's like, oh. And he keeps asking if it's weird, and she's like, no. And he's like, being friends works. She's like, oh, you still treat me like I'm your girlfriend, and I don't want that. And he just keeps saying, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. That's how the episode ends, too, is just him saying, like, I don't know, it's weird. It's a very abrupt ending because they do that and then it's just done. And I was like, oh, I thought there'd be more. I've seen this episode a bunch, but I thought there was more. So, yeah, basically ends with Kristen being in San Francisco with Steven telling him that she just wants to be his fucking friend and he needs to deal with that. And one term I hate is friend zone. I'm just going to throw that out there real quick. As a girl, it is not our job to sleep with you. As a guy... It's not your job to sleep with us. Like, we're allowed to be friends with the opposite sex, okay? We're allowed to be friends with whoever we want. And if I'm not attracted to you, that doesn't mean I'm friend zoning you. Coming from someone who's been in the friend zone many times. (laughs) It just, it is what it is. Sometimes people don't like you like that. And that's fine. You just have to move on. (laughs) I need to go to a therapist, I think. But yeah, that's how the episode ends. And it is a good episode. I guess I always say that at the end of every episode. But next week is Fiesta episode, and I'm ready for some fucking Fiesta. So I asked everybody what they wanted me to talk about kind of at the end of the podcast, as I do. And I'm trying to do better because sometimes I forget. I actually have, like, next week, I already know what I want to talk about because we got I got some, like, things I just didn't think fit with this week, but I definitely wanted to put on the back burner to talk about. So next week, I'm actually going to talk a lot more about Teen Mom and everything that's gone on with Amber and Janelle and all that. And it'll be the last time I ever talk about Janelle. Hopefully. I don't think it'll be the last time. Unfortunately, I think a lot of bad shit's going to happen on the land as her and fucking Psycho David call it. But that's going to be next week. So my teen mom fans, if there are any that listen, next week I'm going to go in. Okay? I'm going to do a deep dive at the very end. Maybe not a deep dive. I'm going to do like a shallow jump into teen mom. OG. And teen mom too. I'm going to talk about both of them, okay? I'm probably going to repeat because I know I've talked about it in the past. And I don't always remember what I talk about. I was actually thinking of that on my drive home. I went to a friend's house today and I was driving home and I'm like, I have no idea what I talked about last week on the podcast. And I don't like re-listen because I have to listen to it when I edit it. And I'm like, hopefully I'll remember. But anyway, one thing a lot of people wanted me to talk about is Stephanie Pratt. Let me be the first to say that Stephanie Pratt is completely unhinged. She is not in touch with reality. I do not know what's up with that girl. I don't know if she's lacking oxygen over in London or what, but she has gone fucking mental. And on my Hills Recap podcast, I said that I don't think this show is good for any of their mental health, especially Stephanie's. I mean, she hates Spencer and Heidi. She hates Heidi, she says, but don't think she likes Spencer that much either. And a lot of people have asked me if I think it's all for publicity, but I really don't. I really don't think MTV would want her to act like this. You know, she's kind of like out there airing all of MTV's dirty laundry. She's saying Audrina had a fake boyfriend. I mean, had a real boyfriend, which means like her Justin Bobby thing was fake. You know, she's going off about Heidi and Spencer. She says she won't be on season two, which that's no good. I mean, Stephanie is a shit stir. Stephanie knows how to get good TV going. But I also don't know if she knows it's just TV. I mean, 
even like her interview with Kelly Catrone, me and my friend Steph were talking about it. And she was like, Kelly was mean to her. I'm like, no, Steph. (laughs) No, Steph. Stephanie Pratt is fucking delusional. Like, she's out of her mind. And I do feel bad for her. Okay, let me backstep. I think reality TV is bad for her. I also know she has, like, addiction issues, which maybe has mental health along with that. And she's drinking a lot. And I thought she was sober. So there's just, like, a lot happening I don't know what's going on, but I think for her not to do a season two is very smart on her part. I don't think that would be good for her. And I definitely think that season two is going to suck without her. I think season two is going to suck regardless. I can't get over the fact that Brody Jenner, uh, whose real name is Sam, by the way. I have posted that on my page, I think, once or twice. But Samuel, should I call him Sam? No, I'll keep calling him Brody. Brody Jenner is like fighting for his fucking life and I'm watching maybe not his life for his home I guess though right yeah that's his life like fighting to make sure his home stays safe and I'm watching Stephanie Pratt whose pupils are the size of the moon yelling at Audrina who has zero emotion ever about Justin Bobby no MTV I want to see Brody Jenner struggle I don't know in the fact that they kept being like we're here for Brody and Brody would want us to party What a weird, I don't know, all that, that whole thing was weird. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Please let me know if you also agree and think it's weird. So everybody wants me to talk about Taylor Swift, and I love you guys for that, because I love to talk about Taylor Swift. (laughs) If I'm not talking about Laguna Beach, I'm talking about Taylor Swift. Someone actually DM'd me over the weekend saying that when I talked about meeting Taylor Swift, it actually made them like tear up for me. And they're like the fourth or fifth person to tell me that. So I just appreciate the fact that you guys like give a shit about that that like you care that I got to meet someone who like I really 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 love and I think that's pretty cool like I always say like this community we got something special guys I can't even put into words I honestly I can't I don't know how else to say it, but we do have something special but Taylor released the song the archer which is track five and if you guys don't know Track five is always like her most vulnerable song. All Too Well was track five. Delicate. Um, Stay. I don't remember the other ones. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a bad Taylor Swift fan. All Too Well is my favorite though. Oh, Dear John was one. And then what was the, fr- I forget what the first one was. I'm so sorry. But I would say All Too Well and Dear John are her best. The Archer's my favorite out of the three songs that she's released, but I'm nervous I'm not going to like this this album. I'm nervous I'm not going to be a big fan of it, but it's okay. I'll still buy it. <laughs> like, I'll still go to her show. It doesn't stop me. It's just not my favorite album. Like, everybody loved 1989, and I thought the singles on 1989 were, like, her best singles that she's ever put out. Did not like the album. I, did, I couldn't get into it. It just wasn't for me. And then Reputation came out, and I was like, hell yeah. Like... I'm back with you, T-Swift. I'm back. (laughs) I still went to the 1989 concert, though, even though I didn't love the album. So this past weekend, I actually went and saw Chelsea Handler. And it was for, I bought it for myself for my own birthday present. And I got to do meet and greet with the tickets I bought. Or ticket, I should say. I recommend going to comedy shows. I haven't been to one in a while, and I forgot how funny they are. And, like, I have loved Chelsea Handler forever. She was on Girls Behaving Badly. And then she had her own show, Chelsea, Chelsea... I think it was just Chelsea where she did like skits and stuff like that. And then, of course, Chelsea lately. So I've been watching her forever. Like I grew up watching her, which is probably why I'm sarcastic and also the trauma, but make it funny. (laughs) No, but I love Chelsea so much. And she's an idol of mine. Like 
I've always grown up idolizing her, all this stuff. So being able to meet her was really cool. You know, she gave me a hug. And before we took our picture, I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, I just want to say something really quick. She's like, yeah, of course. And I said to her, I was like, you know, you taught me that women can be funny and bold and smart. And she goes, and vulnerable now too, right? And I was like, I don't know, I'm still working on that. And then we took our picture. And before I left, I I looked at her and I was like, you know, you've helped me out of some really dark times. And I, I appreciate that so much more than you know just because I feel like if you meet someone who means a lot to you you should tell them exactly how you feel and a lot of people say like never meet your idols and she's an idol of mine and she was beyond sweet to everybody again we paid to meet her but she was super nice and if you get a chance to see her live I highly recommend it I was laughing the whole time she is very political I will give you that like you probably already know that Chelsea Handler's political but it's funny. I love it. You know, I'm on her side of politics, so I really appreciate it. I also spent all my weekend watching Orange is the New Black. A lot of people gave up on it after last season or didn't finish last season because last season sucked. This season was amazing. I cried almost every episode. I've always said I'm not going to get political on this, but I am going to say this really quickly. I know that our immigration system needs an overhaul, but putting people in cages and just putting them in a in a jail for months at a time where they can't contact anyone, that's not the way to go about it. And if you think that like kids should be put in cages, please unfollow me right now. And that's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. I try not to get political, but after watching Orange is the New Black, it kind of made me political. Okay, but it was it was a good it was a good season. It was a good way to end it. And I think they did leave it open ended. So there probably could be some kind of comeback, which I'd be fine with. I could watch this show forever and it still wouldn't be long enough. A little Jake Jigelski. I almost said Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Jigelski from One Tree Hill, who I will say is one of the most underrated men on television ever. Jake Jigelski, Jigelski, if I can say that correctly, Jake Jigelski was my favorite on One Tree Hill. And everyone's like, Nathan or Lucas? I'm like, Jake. But then Nathan. But then Mouth. Mouth got fucking shafted, okay? And I'm not going to say he got friend zoned by Brooke or anything because they were like buddies. Like it was an actual friendship. But I always wish that Mouth either ended up with Rachel or Brooke. I really hate that Brooke ended up with Peyton's leftovers again. And people can be like, well, you know, Julian. I'm like, fuck Julian. (laughs) Julian sucked. Julian was so annoying. And then they made him like a weird mama's boy who didn't know how to high five. The show obviously took a turn (laughs) near the end. It was really bad. But I'll always say that Mouth should have ended up with Rachel or Brooke. And you ready for some something okay so Mark Schwann was a piece of shit we all know it right he created One Tree Hill piece of shit human great writer piece of shit human okay all right I got my point across I guarantee you the reason he wrote Rachel the way he did near the end is because Daniel Harris wouldn't sleep with him guarantee it so I've known about this for a really long time because I used to be on like the One Tree Hill message boards and that's why Hillary Burton never went back she never went back to do a cameo she would only go back if Mark Schwann wasn't on set and he refused to be offset if she was there. So, yeah, hate you, Mark Schwann. <laughs> but thank you for great writing. But also, like, piece of shit. So one of the last things I was asked about was about um, ending a one-sided friendship and how you go about doing that. And I don't know if I'm the best person to give advice on that because I have been in one-sided friendships. I am in a one-sided friendship. I don't really know how to end it. I'm always... I'm a hypocrite. I'm 100% going to say that. I'm always the first person to be like, 
Talk to people about your feelings and see how they reciprocate. But it's tough with friendships, especially if it's one-sided, because you don't know if that person even gives a shit. So I think the fact that, you know, you realize that the friendship is one-sided is the beginning of it. The person who I feel I have more of a one-sided friendship with, you know, they'll come out for, say, my birthday. They'll come out for fun things like that. But I feel like I've put in more time than I need to. And I think friendships are really important. And there is a part of me that wants to bring it up to this person because I think they might reciprocate it well. But it's also like I shouldn't have to fight for your attention. You know, we're, we're all adults now and I'm older. You know, I'm 28. This person's a little younger. And I just think it's very different. I think that once you hit a certain age, everything's a little bit different. But I've always felt like the Lauren. You know, I've always felt like I've been the friend who does the best for other friends and puts in more effort than anybody. And that's my own issue. That's something I'm working through. But one-sided friendships, it is really tough because you might really like this person. You might think they're a lot of fun. You might love hanging out with them when you're together. You're having a great time. But then you realize they don't ask how you're doing. They never ask about you. And I don't think it's wrong to keep a friendship that's one-sided. I don't think, I think you can categorize them. You have to remember like, hey, if something goes wrong, I can't reach out to this person. But hey, if I want to go out and party, like I'll hit this person up and see what they're they're doing. It's a really, it's difficult. It's tough. It's a, it's a weird way to go about things, but it is what it is. I don't know if I'm even helpful right now because like I said, I'm in a one-sided relationship, friendship. It's a one-sided friendship, not relationship that you guys are aware of. I don't know if you're aware of, but I think now that I said that a light bulb will go off, bing, and you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. But I think admitting you're in a one-sided friendship is the most important step. You know, you, you're you stepping back and realizing you're the one putting in all the work. You're the one doing everything. And that's not okay. You can't wear yourself out for other people. And that goes with anything in life. We all have our limits. We all know how far we can push ourselves until we get spent, burnt out. And it's hard to say no once you do feel burnt out. I was recently talking to someone who's thinking about moving and they felt like the move was selfish. I felt like my move to Nashville was one of the most selfish things I've ever done. It's not your job to take care of other people, especially, you know, I don't know how old everybody is listening, but at 28, it's not my job to make sure that certain people in my life stay on the right path. That's their job now. They have the opportunity. They have all the equipment to take care of themselves. And that's that. You can't put your life on hold because of other people. I understand there are certain situations that are, you know, a lot different than mine. And I empathize with you guys. I empathize. I definitely, I know it's hard. Sometimes you just have to put yourself first and you're not being selfish. You're saving yourself it's self-care at the end of the day and at the end of the day all you have is you and I know that sounds really dark and depressing and I know this doesn't have to deal with one-sided friendships but I guess it does take care of you first especially in friendships I have had to tell my friends there's there's a tweet Karamo from Queer Eye he tweeted it and he was like it's okay to tell people that you need them to love you a little bit louder today. So maybe that's a better approach instead of saying, hey, I feel like I'm doing all the work. You could even reach out to them and be like, hey, I'm having a tough day. Do you want to go get lunch? Do you want to go get dinner? 
And then maybe once you're together, you can kind of talk about it and be like, I feel like I'm the one who's always inviting you. Okay, I'm going to take my own advice and try and do that. How about that? The person who I want to do it with is going away, but (laughs) maybe, maybe I'll be able to figure it out. I just, I think that acknowledging that you're putting in more work than the other person is the first step. And then from there, you can kind of decide what you want to do. If you want to end the friendship completely, do that. If you want them to just be, you know, a friend who you casually see here and there, keep that too. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I have friends who I know I can text at 3 a.m. Actually, all my friends are probably sleeping, but you know what I mean. Like if I was having a major issue, I know what friends I could call. If I want to go out and party and have fun, I know what friends to call. And it's, I know people are like, don't categorize your friends, but sometimes you need to. You need to realize who is who and what's what. Let me tell you something. When somebody shows you who they really are, believe them. I'm going to put that out there. When somebody shows you who they really are, believe them. When they say something out of character, when they act a certain way that they usually don't act, remember that. Remember that, especially if they're not someone who's super close. Okay, my dad gave me that advice and I followed it since and it's been really awesome. So I'm actually recording this before the hills. I'm going to jump back on after the hills and we're going to talk about the Heidi and Justin Bobby Christian single. So get ready. Hey guys, so I can't lie. I gave up on the hills halfway through as I do. I usually end up like finishing it a little bit later on like Wednesday or something But I am into this weird Justin Bobby Heidi thing. And I will say that like I feel like Spencer drinks a lot. And that's coming from someone who likes to drink a lot. First thing he says, he's like, you drinking? I'm going to drink with his weird smile and the way he talks through his smile. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it so much. One thing I thought was weird was Heidi was like, I have an underground gay following, she said. And I texted my friend and he was like, um, not that I know of him. What is an underground gay community? <laughs> but I think we're going to get a real banger. Taylor Swift too. Heidi Montag, yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't be a part of this. I can't support this. But I mean, actually, you know what? I'm going to support it because she's chasing after her dream. But. I don't even know if they're going to sing the song this episode. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it, guys. This show. I can't get through it. I try so hard. I try, 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 but I just can't. But I hope you guys have an awesome week, and I'll see you guys next week, or I'll talk to you next week for the Fiesta episode.